This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Matty Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Oh, it's Maris. How's it going? And welcome to episode 71 of the Blue Army podcast. And I can only apologise for the episode that you are about to receive. It's a clip show. Uh, it's a best of our ex-Carlisle player interviews. The reason I've had to throw this episode together is because I did have an interview lined up with an ex-pro and unfortunately that fell through at the last minute. I will get that interview in the next couple of weeks. We just need to rearrange things. So in the meantime, uh, I didn't want to give you guys nothing and I did kind of realise that a lot of the listeners that we have now, we didn't necessarily have six months ago or even uh, when Simo took over uh, about three or four months ago a lot of the listeners we never had them so a lot of people would never have listened to any of the X pro interviews so that's why i've decided to put together a little bit of a clip show with some of the X pros that we've had in the past on the podcast and maybe inspire you guys to go back and listen to some of those older episodes of course you can find them on spotify youtube podbeam samsung podcast google podcasts all the more reputable podcast sites you can find the blue army podcast and of course if you're a part of any of those sites and I do not ask very often guys I do not ask very often please like subscribe and give us a five star rating it really means a lot to me and the show to receive those ratings because it helps us climb up those charts and maybe maybe one day hook in that elusive golden egg uh, that is the sponsor so I can do this with a bit more oomph, you know, uh, some better equipment and um, I, I think I've got myself onto a little bit of a tangent and I'm going to stop there. I hope you guys really, 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 really enjoy uh, this episode and uh, hopefully it inspires some people to go back and listen to some of those old interviews in full. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll kick things off with Chris Billy from the Christmas special. Let's do that. Hey, hey, over to Chris Billy with a story. Yeah, mummy, what a character. <laughs> mm, right. Now, uh, 
Obviously, in that campaign, you guys managed to win promotion uh, once again for you via the playoffs. This time, mm -hmm. uh, there was a playoff semi-final at Brunton Park and you scored the opening goal. Now, mate, I have never seen you run that fast ever to get on the end of that cross. I've watched that goal back plenty of times. What was going through your mind? How did you just push yourself to go to that next level in that moment to get on the end of that cross? You know, God, the, the bigger, again, this might sound a bit cheesy, but the bigger the, bigger the game, I always wanted to make some kind of impact. I wanted, didn't want to lose it, first and foremost. And I just remember thinking, right, I'm going to get a goal today. I'm going to try and get a goal today. So I think Brendan went down the right a couple of times and I'd not got in the box. I thought, I'm going to get in the box. By hook or by crook, I'm going to start getting in the box. And I, okay, I made the run, but I never thought Brendan put it on end of his foot. You know, I thought, <laughs> where's this going to go? Yeah, and it was just right in my stride. Oh, okay. It was beautifully in, but, yeah. timed. It was yeah. beautifully timed, mate. I was there and it was a great moment. And then obviously Danny Livesey with his moment yeah. later on in the game. And Carlisle pushed forward towards the conference playoff final where we played Stevenage. Now, mate, mm. on the team coach going into the Britannia Stadium, obviously being most of you guys players that had been playing league football for most of your careers, was there that yep. bit of extra spice in the air that like we need to bounce straight back in because if we're not, I don't want to, I'm going to be looking for a move back into the league because it, it is, it's a big change, isn't it? In, in yeah. money and stature, it is a big change. Yeah, I think the way it had, it had gone, we were all thinking that we need to win this because if we didn't, it wasn't a case of um, we'll look elsewhere. It'll be a case of off your trot because we can't keep you. You know, we need to start cutting this cloth accordingly because, you know, they kept a lot of us from when we got relegated. So, you know, the wage bill, we were still full time, you know, all the rest of it for that level of football, you know, they weren't going to do that again. Um, so I think this was, you know, it. We didn't get promoted, you know. It was all of us probably saying, "I'll see you later," or you know, taking magic, a massive pickup. So, you know, we had to get it done. You want? I don't remember. I can't even remember the game. It was that bad. I can remember when Nummy kicked it out. It was a free kick at the end of the game, and he just kicked out a player because the game was that bad. It was just a case of getting the win, and we did. So, yeah, I'll take it. It's a dramatic game of football, and obviously there was very few moments of quality in the game. It was a proper conference final, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know, you guys got the win, and 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 I mean, thank you very much for those memories. That's all I can really say about that. And um, we're back in the English Football League, bounced straight back in. You would have been offered a new contract at that time yeah. uh, to stay with the club, or was it was it just a trigger clause, or was it a new contract? No, no, How was no, the negotiations um, there with Simo? Well, there was loads of us then. So we we just when I spoke to him, we had a chat, and it was I think I got it was another two years um, that I signed for, um, and I was happy to do so because I really enjoyed my time. We were on the up. Um, this is the time that Fred was in charge. You know, Fred Story was the chairman. We were on the up. So yeah, was, and I was getting to the end anyway, so I weren't going to go anywhere else. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, they were they were good times. Yes, they were good times, Chris. They were great times. And that was our little segment from our Christmas special. Let's hear a story 
from Paul Arneson. Years at Newcastle, you signed. Yeah, you did sign years, professional yeah. terms. You did sign professional terms at Newcastle, but you didn't make a, a first team senior appearance. Eventually, you went back out on loan to the. I say back out on loan. Eventually, you went out on loan back to your hometown team, and you got to play for Hartlepool, which for many young boys is is a dream come true to get to play for your hometown. But before we get onto the Hartlepool loan move. Being in and around the Newcastle reserves, uh, trying to push your way into the first team, did you ever feel like it might be there might be a moment might get there? Did it ever seem quite likely that you were gonna you were gonna get into the first team? Was there any conversations about that? Well, I was I used to train as I say, I used to train with the with the first team squad quite quite a lot. But when they're bringing the likes of um, Warren Barton, I think they signed for for five million pound, and they brought the Swiss captain Mark Hotliger. At the time, because I'd been moved when I, when I first went to Newcastle, I was a, a central midfielder or, or a right midfielder. But probably about six months to a year into into the YTS, that the, the manager at the time was a guy called Jeff Clark. He put me back to right back because he, he he said I see the game better with everything in, in front of me. Um, so he moved me to right back. So as I say, it's probably better for me to go to right back because imagine playing trying to get in the midfield with with Robert Lee in there, David Batty, um, Peter Beasley, you know, just to name a few. So. Yeah, but with the caliber of players in it, it was always going to be difficult um, to to break into a to a you know into a first team side. Mainly, you know, most week the reserve the reserve team was full of first team players. You know, I remember playing in a game at uh, St James's Park, and we had to cancel well not cancel the game, but we had to um, delay the game for forty five minutes because Ian Rush and John Barnes were making the debuts, and and I and I was I was made captain for the night. I don't never forget it. We played Doncaster Rovers at home. Um, it, it was about fifteen thousand in the, in the stadium. It was unbelievable because we'd obviously signed um, John. I think Stuart Peter, Pierce might have played as well. So we signed two English internationals and Ian Rush, obviously a legend from Liverpool. And these three were making the, the debut for the reserves under Kenny Daglish at the time. And I was walking out in front of, as, as, as the captain. So you know, just, to, just to, things like that, I'll never ever forget. And obviously, you know, I know I didn't make a, a first team appearance, but th- those memories will, will live obviously long, long, long in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so it says a lack of room at Newcastle led to your path back to your hometown team, first on loan and then as a part of a permanent deal. What was it like being released by Newcastle? And was it kind of bittersweet that you got to go to the hometown club? Yeah, obviously, it's not nice when 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 you get released by a club, but I think, you know, I think I was 20, maybe 21 at the time, and I wanted to play some first team football. And I obviously spoke to to Bobby Robson about you know playing first team football and you know it's it's different to playing in the reserves it's you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter about if you're winning it's about you know developing and stuff so going from from Newcastle we actually played Hartlepool in a, in a behind the closed um, doors friendly over at um, Chesley Street Chris Turner and, and Colin West obviously were the manager and the assistant manager at the time so again I must have done all right in the game because he invited me down for for a week's training I went down and trained with him um, Peter Lee. And then obviously they, they took me on a, on a month's loan. Uh, and after the, they said, look, we'll, we'll sign you on a month's loan because of playing Barnet away on the Saturday, I think it was a Thursday or Friday. They said, look, we'll do you on a month's was delight, you know, delighted, um, especially after leaving Newcastle. Um, so yeah, obviously back back at home. 
Yeah. Uh, so you had three seasons with Hartlepool. Uh, you were chasing promotion, and eventually you won promotion with Hartlepool. Um, what was it like going from reserve team football to a dressing room full of fully grown men who really cared about whether or not they were going to go up or go down? or Because that was a livelihoods. It was very much a big difference maker when it came to their paycheck. So what was the pressures of going into that dressing room like? That's right. You know, you're not, you're now going for, you've gone from academy football to players who obviously get paid, but then they, they're on win bonuses and they're on appearance fees. So, you know, it's not just about developing anymore. It's about winning games of football. And it's the same for the manager. The manager's there because he has to win games of football. And if they don't, you know, he could get the sack. So, yeah, it was obviously a little bit of a culture shock, but I was around a good group of players. Um, I'm obviously a manager at the time, Chris Tenn, who played for Sunderland and obviously Manchester United. Um, and I just obviously, you know, was getting little bits of game time here then. It was like 20 minutes or, or 30 minutes. Um, you know, luckily enough, I, I made my home debut um, and I come on after 60 minutes. We were getting beat 1-0 at home by Exeter. And I come on and scored a, a worldy goal from 25 yards on my first touch. So, I saw that goal. You know, <laughs> it was such a good strike. It's what dreams. I don't. I don't think it got any better from then on. You know, but you know that was. was, was I'll put you on the first team. Me. Yeah. Yeah. But just, just as I say, just being around seasoned pros. Um, I remember we, we played a game against Darlington. Obviously, Hartlepool Darlington is a bit of rivalry, and um, there's a guy in the team called Martin Gray. I used to know Martin, and then obviously. But this was before, this was not, you know, Hartlepool. I hadn't played against him in a, in a game. And when I come to play against him, he's like, I'm going to break your legs today. Ah, nice. And I thought he was, I thought he was joking, but he's like, no, this is how much it meant to them. And he obviously ah. didn't, he wasn't going to break your legs, but this is the difference between going from academy football to winning football. Um, and it's, it's you know, it, it, it's men against men now. So you have to stand up and be counted. So as I say, I'd love my time at Hartlepool. I just wish I could have played a few more games, you know, injuries and stuff. And, um, I had the captain there, Mickey Barron, who, who obviously played in the same position or similar position to me. And we, you know, we were fighting for that position every week. But yeah, as I say, to, to, to play for your hometown club is every boy's, uh, every boy's dream. And, and, and I got to do that. It was- Some good stuff from Arnie there. We're looking forward to Paul Arneson's and, of course, Chris Billy's part two which might be coming up as a part of this summer's summer schedule and as you know in part two that's your opportunity to ask some questions so if you've got a question for Paul Arneson or Chris Billy or uh, or even Matty Robson anyone that's coming back for a part two please send that in you can either put it in one of our facebook comments or you can use the email address which will be in the description for this episode but if you'd like to hear it out loud it is the blue army pod at gmail.com now next up on this little clip show is the time where i went to a game at chorley and managed to steal a conversation with chris billy we've got the story and then the conversation i hope you guys are enjoying the clip show so far and my confidence was quite high all of a sudden and Chris Beach hadn't moved an inch so I took my opportunity I shouted Chris Chris (laughs) do you have a minute to have a word with me because I didn't know how to phrase it I didn't know what to say and he was he went what because he couldn't hear me the tannoys were on they were playing music and I said Chris Can I have a word, please? Which probably sounded really sinister. Then um, he said, I can't hear you. And he came over 
And he was like, I still can't hear you. And I was like, oh, okay. So eventually we're face to face. And I says, I introduced myself. I says, hello, Chris. My name's Skelly. I'm from the Blue Army podcast. You've probably never heard of me, but all I want to do, mate, if it's okay with you, is ask you one or two questions and just take up two or three minutes of your time. And he was like, what kind of thing do you want to ask me? And I says, I just want to ask you uh, what you're going to get out of today's game and maybe talk a little bit about the new signing that we've made today. Lucas Jensen, for people out there that still haven't heard Carlisle made a new signing. And I'll go on to talk about Lucas a little bit as well. At that moment, his eyes sort of widened and he said, hang on a minute. Am I allowed to talk to you? (laughs) And I wasn't sure what to say. So I said, yes. I think so. I, I, I don't believe I've been blacklisted by anything. I don't, I don't think I've done anything to offend anybody, but by all means, if you've got to make some phone calls, check it out, you know. Sniffing around for a scoop. That's it, that's it. So he did, actually. He went away on the phone. He tried to make a phone call, and the person didn't pick up the phone at first. And he said, just give me a couple of minutes, friend. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks very much. So he walked off down the technical area, and I think... This was my saving grace, mate. This was my saving grace. About half an hour earlier, a coach, and I I wish I knew his name, mate, but I don't. It might have been a physio. He was wearing Carlisle training gear. It wasn't Gav Skelton. Did you have Um, his initials? It didn't. There was another coach who was very nice as well with JR as his initials, and he was a lovely man. I got talking to him for a little bit. He was a lovely man. All the staff were thanking uh, yeah. the supporters for coming, you know what I mean, as they were walking I around the ground and stuff like that. Dan Hanford. I don't think it was Dan Hanford, no, it was a bit rounder. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But as he was walking past me, he went, thanks very much for coming to support the club. I think that interaction, because he looked over and he saw me, and because I was polite with him and he was polite with me, I think he gave Chris Beach the old kind of elbow because nobody was picking up the phone and then Chris Beach just came back over and he was like yeah go on then lad let's have a crack at it and boom there we go I got my three minutes and um, I'm going to insert those three minutes now lovely all right so I am joined by Carlisle United manager Chris Beach and I'm just going to ask him one or two questions so thanks very much for joining us today Chris no worries okay so um, we're at Chorley it's a beautiful day what are we looking to get out of today well, hopefully some good uh, fitness, some good football. Uh, it's tough because it is hot, mm-hmm. but uh, the lads completed 90 minutes on Saturday, all of them, which was good at Heaven and Workington. So, be to see how they recover and get back at it. <laughs> so Jensen's in the squad today. That's going to be his first time playing for Carlisle. How's he feeling? Lucas is a good lad. Uh, he's, he's trained with us a few times actually, but <clears throat> obviously we've announced it today. But yeah, he's going to uh, get thrown straight into the game tonight. So hopefully he'll do well, but. Uh, He'll get to know the lads and the lads' names uh, very quickly. But uh, no, it's important that uh, he gets playing and him and Magnus uh, have a good go at it this season. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing Magnus play, to be honest, because I am a big fan of uh, the young man from Fulham. And um, what's the idea with bringing in Jensen at the moment? Is it uh, a number one or number two? Are we going to find out? Is it, is it a bit of a trial and error? Do we know who the number one is now? Well, I, I always say this to every player, never mind the goalkeeper, that plays pit teams people think managers do but players performances how they train how they go about what they're trying to achieve how they represent themselves the club and the families when they go about what they do on the pitch that picks teams so uh, it'd be interesting to see 
but we've got two really good goalkeepers, two physical, uh, big, and Magnus was excellent, wasn't he, when he played for us last year? Absolutely. Cheltenham, outstanding performance at Cheltenham. So, uh, yeah, it gave me great confidence to uh, definitely let Magnus have a goal. Um, but of course, we need support within that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Jensen's experience coming from uh, a big setup mm -hmm. over at Burnley. We're assuming that his training is going to be very good. We've also got two youth goalkeepers that have just signed contracts soon, recently. And Breeze is uh, exciting. A lot of Carlisle players. What can you tell us about Breeze? Well, he's, he's, he's obviously local, but so is Scott. You know, he's, he's from Barrow Way, so they're both Cumbrian. Um, they're excellent lads, really good lads from good families. But I do know that uh, if they were to, and you know, sometimes you get you guesstimate and think about and overthink things to make decisions, and often the right fit becomes through opportunity. But them two have definitely got a big future, but they have to work very hard to make sure it's, it's them who it is their future. So uh, they're in that position right now, and I think they're enjoying and ch being challenged on just the daily aspects of being involved with the pros speed of shot, angle, uh, the demand, the discipline, the distribution, the speed, you know, the acceptance of what is acceptable or not. It goes up many levels just from that bridge of youth to first team football and they're getting to grips with it right now. Chris, thank you very much for talking no to me, mate. I want to take another moment of your time. All right, thank, thank you. Take care. COVID, he wasn't. Sorry about that. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to do then. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know. How embarrassing was that at the end? Ha <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, the things that I have done for this podcast in the past, like embarrassing myself in front of ex-Carlisle United managers in a pre-season game against Chorley. But it was worth it. It was worth it uh, just to get that experience. I've not done anything like that since, but it doesn't mean I won't try something like that this pre-season at a Workington, a Penrith or somewhere like that. And I'm looking forward to the pre-season. Always do. I like playing against the local teams pre-season you don't have to travel very far the weather's always pretty bloody nice and they know how to make a good brew up in Cumbria so we'll move on uh, to the next little clip that we have and this is uh, one of the three episodes where we have been joined by the amazing Derek Holmes. Derek Holmes was the first ex-pro to ever donate this podcast any of his time. He was the first ex-pro interview we ever did and by the time he came on for the third time we were kind of struggling for things to talk about. So I thought it would be a fantastic idea to give the big Scotsman a chance to answer some questions about himself rather than telling us all about himself and answering the questions that I was asking. So we did a little bit of a quiz with Derek Holmes about his career and this is how he got on. Some more, um, I don't know why I went on that tangent, Derek, but thanks for listening <laughs> to it. Um, it's time to uh, move on to a little bit of fun, mate. Um, it's time for the Derek Holmes quiz. Um, I've made this up completely on my own, so it's it, it, hopefully most of the information is correct. Um, but by all means... If anything comes up, mate, yeah, if anything comes up, like, feel absolutely free to dob me in it. Um, but uh, I've got ten questions for you. Some of them are some two-pointers. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna have to find 
I'm going to have to find where I've dropped my pen because I won't be able to remember this stuff. This one will do, mate. I've got a pen now. Fantastic. Um, are you ready for this, Derek? A quiz about yourself. Have you ever done such a thing? <laughs> no, let's crack on. Let's, let's crack do on. It, <laughs> <laughs> Question one, mate. Uh, and it's a little bit of a pathology through your early footballing career. So at least it's, it follows an arc. So that's a little bit of a, a clue for you, I suppose. Um, you made your debut in a 3-1 win against Rangers on May the 10th, 1990. Seven. Um, at the time, it was common practice for the starting 11 to wear the numbers 1 to 11. Can you remember the Rangers players who were wearing number 8 and 9? One point each. It was Gascoigne. Yes, 8 was Gascoigne. Well played. Nine. Right. I know McCoy didn't play. So it will be one of two that will either have been Charlie Miller or Derek McInnes. <laughs> it was McGuinness. Derek McInnes. Was it Derek McInnes? You got two. You're in there with two. You're on the board straight up, and you and you and you're scoring, mate. You're scoring. I mean, what was that like, mate? The stories of Gascoigne in the tunnel. Did he get up to anything? Did he realise it was a debut? Was the what's it like in a yeah. tunnel, mate? And you know, what, what's that first experience like when you can hear the crowd properly going above your head? Oh, it was it was it was unbelievable. It's a thing you'll you'll you'll, you'll never forget. Uh, always mind. Obviously, when the team get named. Uh, oh. All the kind of ground staff you were calling it back then, but the youth players were running out, and they were saying, "Derek's playing." They used to call me Homer's playing, Homer's playing. So uh, I'm trying. To, one of the boys, Gascoigne, was in the in the tunnel, and they turn around and and says, uh, "Tell Homer, I'm I'm going to." I can't mind. He was going to nutmeg me or something. <laughs> and, uh, it, it was it was it was mental, but. Actually going out for the warm-up and you're warming up on the pitch, it kind of starts to sink in. As we were talking about earlier, super nervous. And you're obviously because you're playing against Rangers. Rangers had just won, I think it was eight in a row or something. They just or nine in a row, they'd just won something. And fantastic team, you know, Gascoigne for me was probably one of the best players in the world at one time. Uh, so just even being the same pitch as him was, was amazing. So it was an unbelievable day, unbelievable feeling. Great, great, great occasion. And to get a victory as well was just unbelievable. <laughs> That's it, man. 3 1 against, uh, like you said, a team that were on top of the league. You would never have been expected in a million years to win no. it and on your debut as well on top of that mate you really you had, you had a charm existence and that, that leads on to the the next uh, question uh, you went on to play for hearts in europe as part of the uefa cup winners cup but unfortunately hearts were knocked out in the first round to uh, mallorca uh, across two legs the final scoreline being 2-1 but which hearts player scored the only goal in the first round. Well, for Hearts. Jim Hamilton. <laughs> Jim, Ham is that? Jim Hamilton. Jim Hamilton is correct. Jim Hamilton is correct. Yeah. And uh, you're on the... It, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the goal? Yeah, in Mallorca. Uh, 
they had scored. And I, I think we, maybe five, ten minutes later, uh, the ball got played up. And Hammy, we called him, got the ball, and he's just turned and hurt a great shot with his left foot, and it's went in the bottom corner. And honestly, we were so unlucky after that because I think I come on maybe 20, maybe 20 25 minutes, minutes to go. And I, if I remember correctly, I hurt the outside of the post about five minutes to go, which if we'd scored, would they put us through? But they were a fantastic team. I think they went on that year and won it. Yeah, they they got they got to the final from from what I saw. They might have won it, but I, I wasn't looking at it. They're definitely finalists, but I didn't click on the link. Um, so they, you might be absolutely right there, mate. They probably did. Um, they they had some good players as part of the team. They had the young lad there, Danny, who went on to play like all yeah. across Europe. Um, but yeah, um, question three, mate. You've you've got three out of three available points so far. So we'll <laughs> move on to another one. Uh, this is only a one pointer. So here we go. Uh, towards the end of your time at Hearts, you went out on loan to Rafe Rovers, uh, scoring a goal that pretty much secured their uh, safety vision. But again. Well, funnily enough, a wee boy come down the other day and showed me this. From <laughs> <laughs> this up, it was against uh, Hamilton Ackes. Look, looking back, can't, I can remember the goal when he showed me it. staying up and we got the goal in the last minute of the game so it was it was amazing it was Hamilton Academicals it was mate it was I mean you've got four out of four available points so far and it's better than what I do on uh, most quizzes <laughs> so uh, I mean hats off to you man hats off to you and like we were both talking about earlier on about loan deals and, and players going out on loan that's a real life experience scoring those goals you know does, does does it really add up do you really have a cooler head the next time you go to a cup final or is every sort of cup final every relegation battle every sort of occasion like that it's always nervy if that's just the sort of person you are well for me it was just oh you you always kind of never well for me yes me i really got nervous until you were actually between the dressing room and walking out into the tunnel to go onto the pitch once you're on the pitch and the referee blowing the whistle then it's like a normal saturday it's game on but you can feel the tension in and around it you know especially Cup finals are different. Like when, if you go back to the Carlisle days when we got to the, was it the LDV Vans Trophy at the Millennium Stadium against Swansea? That was just a great occasion. That was just that was a great week. Obviously, the result wasn't great, but we done. It was just it was a great, just great to be part of it. But then when we won the league, the league, as I said to you probably previously. We got beat, was it Exeter or someone beat us 3 0 at Brunton Park? And we were absolutely terrible, terrible. And I think if we'd won that game, we were, I think we were, I think, I'm sure we were promoted. No, I think we were actually going to go up. I think that was us up and we got hammered. I'm sure it was Exeter or something, I can't really remember. Then, as I said to you, on the Tuesday, 
we had the chance. We went away to Rochdale on the Tuesday night, which was very short. And I, I, was, I was pretty nervous because obviously there's a wee bit of, it sounds silly, but a wee bit of self-doubt creeps in because you get beaten the Friday and then the Tuesday we drew enough each against Rochdale, I'm sure, but that was enough to get us up. So then the relief was away. <laughs> and uh, the relief comes in many ways for a professional footballer and uh, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of bars in Carlisle that also benefited uh, from that <laughs> night um, question number I think we're on question number four now yeah question number four now uh, in 1999 you signed with Ross County for a possible two points mate can you tell me the name of Ross County Stadium and the club's nickname. Oh God! Right, the nickname's the Staggies. The nickname is the Staggies. Yeah, nickname is the Staggies. No, the name of the stadium is the Something Energy. Now, isn't it? It's called the Something Energy. It has, ch- it has changed its name, but you, I'm going for the original. Oh, you want it when I was there? When yeah. I was there? Yeah. Oh God! When I was there. <laughs> it was called. Nah, I'm lost. Uh, Gone. I know the nickname is the Staggies, and the stadium was. Oh, Think of like an old lady's name. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, an old lady's name. Yeah. Victoria Park it was mate Victoria Victoria Park Park. it was that's the one man that's the one but that's uh, you know five out of a possible six mate you're not doing bad and and we're at the halfway point now so you're pretty much smashing it mate Um, doing better than what I thought I love that. I love the nickname, the Staggies. Just it's, it's Scottish in it. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. get that name anywhere else in the world, would you? It's it's it, it's slang, isn't it? So it's fantastic. Um, question number five, mate. You made the long drive from Ross County to Bournemouth uh, to sign with the Cherries, according to Google Maps. Oh, this is going to be a bit of a screwball for you, according to Google Maps. And I'll give you within ten miles. Uh, what is the shortest route? From Ross County to Bournemouth in miles. <laughs> what is true? In a car. So you, want, so you want me to give you the miles? Yeah, if you can. Within 10 oh. miles, I'll give you... No, within 20, that's probably a bit harsh. Oh, brilliant. Sorry, I'm going to work this out quite... So, if I went 110... <laughs> you got the maths going. Well, I see 740. Apparently, according to Google Maps, the shortest way to drive is 624 miles. Wow. Well, which is still 10 hours and 52 minutes. That's a shift. <laughs> that's a shift, mate. That's a shift. And you did that, man. You did that. So you could play for Bournemouth. Um, and look at them now. Look at them now. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, on the verge, they're just on the verge. On the verge of going back up into the Premier League, um, do you, do you still have any ties down that way? I mean, you played uh, up to a hundred games with them. Is, is is they the kind of club that 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 looks after ex players like that? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Eddie and that was still there, I went down, took my wee boy down. They watched Arsenal uh, when they were in the Premier League, which but big uh, Steve Fletcher and that's still there. So yeah, they still look after the same. Kind of most clubs, you know, if you've got ex teammates that are. Coaches or whatever, they get you, 
you'll get looked looked after. You know, if as I say, if you want to go to Carlisle or that, you just kind of phone up and hopefully you know somebody that's still there and they'll look after you. But nine times out of ten, you yeah, you do the kind of they trying to trying to accommodate. Ah oh, man, it's nice to know that there's still a bit of hospitality left in football like yeah. that, man. Um, question number six. Oh, wait, we got, wait, where did we get that? We got that one wrong, didn't we? So we got five yeah. out of seven. Five out of seven. We're, still, we're not doing bad. We're not doing bad. Question number six. Whilst at Bournemouth, you briefly played with a young American fullback who eventually also signed for Carlisle United. Can you remember his name? American. American. Befriendor. <laughs> it was only a brief time. You only overlapped a very short amount of time. No, well, because I'm trying to think. It was one Cummingston. Uh, he played there for years. It was Kieran McInnesby who came in from Fulham. American. No, totally. I think, totally I'm not sure. It might have been on loan from Arsenal at the time, but it's Frank Sinek. Um, and I don't think, I don't know if you guys played together at Carlisle as well. I don't know if you did. They didn't play Carlisle because at Carlisle, I'm sure Murph played the first wee part, name is St. Zigor, Aaron Alba. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't and think you guys, that's why I wanted to say eventually he signed for Carlisle. I didn't want to say that you definitely yeah. played together at Carlisle, like, because no. I don't think you no. did. Nah. Nah, no, but, um, no. I mean, I did have a bonus. Do you want the bonus point? Do you want the bonus question? It's a, I mean, it's go a then. one in 50 chance that you'll get it right. You may as well go for I'm it, mate. I think um, I'm needing it. From what state, from what state do you think uh, he's from? Ohio. Oh, it's Missouri. It's Missouri. But it doesn't really matter anyway, man. It would have been a miracle. <laughs> one in 50 chance anyway that you're going to get it right. Um, so question number seven, maybe we got five out of eight so far. We're doing absolutely fine. Um, after signing with Carlisle United, this is when it's obviously going to start getting good, pal. After signing with Carlisle United <laughs> against which team did you make your league debut for the Blues? Which team? Which team did you make your league debut against for Carlisle United? Stevenich, uh, no, was it Stevenich? Oh. We lost, we lost one now. Uh, Lincoln. Oh man, it was Steve. You played Stevenich back to back, and you didn't play in the first game. Apparently, this is the information I have from Sky Sports News. Is that right. you, no. you? You lost against Stevenich, and then the next game you beat them. No, I played. No, I played the game. We lost one now. Ah. Sure, that, that 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 was down there at their pitch. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. I played that game. I started that game. I don't think I was supposed to start it. Was that your I debut did. then? So that was your debut against Stevenage. Yeah, but did we did we play them back to back? Did we? I think I, okay. what I saw it was back to back. It was weird because they were both league fixtures, and then obviously you played them in the playoff finals as well. Yeah, because yeah, we played. Because we lost one now, because I nearly scored a back kill, which I've never done in my life before. <laughs> uh, yeah, we lost one now. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because I played... Yeah, because we played them down there. We lost one now. Because I always mind, after after every game, I always gave my strip away. I mind giving my strip, strip away. But yeah, I'm sure it was Stevenage, yeah. Stevenage, I was going to say Lincoln, but 
Lincoln is a totally different. I'm just it's just it's a stadium I'm trying to picture, but yeah, it's definitely like Stevenage. Yeah. That's it. I'll clean that up in the edit, mate. It's Stevenage, mate. Yeah, it was uh, brilliant, man. That's uh, that's six out of nine. Um, Stevenage was the debut team. Um, I mean, it, it's um, Stevenage. You played them back to back. I mean, what's that like? Like, it, it must be a deja vu feeling. It very rarely happens, um, and and obviously, um, you don't really remember it happening there because it must be a bit confusing. Well, def- definitely. The only time you probably ever comes across is when you maybe play them in the playoffs. You know, you would play them back to back, but yeah. to play to play in a league fixture back to back, or maybe a cup cup game. You know, as you see Liverpool, Man City were doing there. But no, it's a wee bit, it's a wee bit different, especially if you're playing them home and away. You know, it's 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 like a totally different fixture when you're playing your home ground. You're playing at away ground. You know, it's different setup, different tactics, different environment so yeah it was a uh, <coughs> excuse me it was a uh, it was good disappointing result but it was good yeah man can't win them all but man you are you are pretty much winning this quiz mate um <laughs> six out of nine question eight we're nearly through them pal um that same year Carlisle united were promoted via the playoffs who played in goal for Carlisle united in the playoff final Final, Matty Glenn. It was Matty Glennon, it was. I thought Kieran Westwood might trip you up because he was there. No, Matty, and then he Matty, went into yeah. the first team. I thought he might trip Listen, you up, mate. You'll, you'll, you'll never forget Matty's wonder penalty saves. That, that'll go down in history. <laughs> That's something that will never, ever leave you. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I could get you on that one, man. But um, we move on. We move on. Um, after promotion in those back-to-back seasons, um, uh, after promotion, sorry, to the English Football League, two were who? Back in League Two, who was our first game of the season? Oh. <laughs> Back two questions. I had two questions. I had two questions. I had to start making them hard at some point. I'll give you a bonus point if you remember the uh, if you remember the scoreline as well. Who we played? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm going to say that's right, but it's probably wrong. Hereford zero zero. Oh, it was a draw. It was a draw, but it was against Wickham and it was 1 1. Right. Apparently so, according to Sky. It could have been. So I can mind playing Hereford in opening day this season. I can't. Yeah. I don't know if that was Kaleo and it was 0 0. It was absolutely toasting. Toasting. <laughs> but Wickham, no, was, it Wickham? Was, it, was it Was it Wickham? Apparently it was Wickham. Apparently it was Wickham. Apparently could it was been. Wickham. Uh, there was recently a picture that appeared on Hereford Market of a Carlisle United rug that went viral recently. Uh, so it's it's weird how how the how, how the how clubs can just travel up and down the length and breadth of the country, mate. You must have been on holiday and bumped into somebody random who recognised you from a random football team. Have you ever, have you ever been somewhere abroad and been recognised as as as, uh, as as yourself, Derek Holmes? By a player, by fans, by fans all the time. My wife yeah. says to me all the time. My wife says to me all the time. Back then, not 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 now, but back then, she always used to tell me that we, we couldn't go anywhere without somebody turning around and saying, "How are you getting on, Homer?" Or, That's dead homes. <laughs> or, yeah. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a small world when you think of it. That's it, man. Um, question number 10, mate. We've got through them pretty much now. Um, seven out of 11. I reckon that's really good going. Uh, by the end of the campaign, you did your teammate, you and your teammates won promotion as champions, which has since cemented this squad into Cumbrian legacy. Um, add into the fact it was back to back promotions. Uh, the final question is, uh, what was the total number of points at the end of that League Two campaign? Well, it has 77. Oh, it was 86. 86. Was 86, which in my trade means uh, forget about it. There's no more left and we're not doing any more. And there's no more questions left for you, Derek, mate. We're 86 in the questions. You've done seven out of 12. I reckon that's really good, man. I reckon that's really good. I was, uh, if that was me, I don't think I would, I would have got all four of a chance. Above 50%, that's all we can ask. Yeah, man. That was a great quiz with Derek Holmes. Uh, obviously, that was from the third time that he came onto the podcast. There's some great interviews with Derek. The first two times he came on, I think as far back as episode 18. This one is also from The Vault. It's a bit of a legendary uh, one. This is the Afro Goal Machine, Jason Price, with his story time. And uh, I think this is the last clip I am going to play on this show. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you've really enjoyed the clips and I hope they've inspired you to go back and listen to some of the ex-pro interviews. There are other interviews on there with Mark Boyd, Alex Mitchell and more that I'm probably forgetting about. So uh, lots of episodes well worth going back onto the archive and checking out. Uh, Thank you so much for listening downloading liking subscribing uh just following the podcast Uh, i really enjoy doing it and it only encourages me to do more shows so once again enjoy story time with the afro gold machine jason price and next week we should have a fresh shiny show for you bye for now you can have one yeah (laughs) Let me take a picture with you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of the reasons I, I signed for Chris Stafford. Because my brother, my brother would taunt me. I'm a, one of my best mates. Asked me to play. Well, you and played at a back. great... Sorry. Um, you played at a great standard of football uh, for most of your career. And obviously recently I've been just scoring goals as like sort of like a gun for hire. Um, when you were in, the, in and around the championship and League One, did you ever think that you would do a, a Welsh call-up? Man, I, I was destined not to play for Wales, I think. I was, you know what, I, this is what I say to my friends, right? Not being big-headed or anything, but I say I'm the best Welsh footballer that's not played for Wales. Yeah. <laughs> i got to be, because I was playing regular in the championship for Hull, Doncaster, and I got promoted with Millwall to the championship. So I'm playing, I'm playing for Hull regular in the championship. I'm playing for Doncaster regular in the championship. And I got promoted for uh, Millwall. Uh, yeah, Millwall. And he was, the managers were calling league boys from League Two and League One. And I was playing yeah. regular in the championship. And I'm scratching my head. Thinking, how, how can I not get picked?
to this day, I've still got, I'm still a bit cheesed off where I should have got picked for Wales. Yeah. And I, I, I played. This is story time. So I played them. Um, I was a tramier. I'd scored ten in twelve games. I was on standby for Wales, and I think twelve players dropped out, and I still didn't get a call up. And I'm on standby because they were bringing boys in from League Two. I was in League One with Tramia. They're bringing boys in from League Two, and I was like, "How, how is this even possible?" And then I played. I played for Wales 21s because we play on the Friday and then the first team play on the Saturday. And we played Belarus and I played sweeper, I played centre half sweeper. And obviously the Belarus are only like five foot. I'm six foot two centre half who's quick, who could read the game. And I had man the match. And Mark Hughes came up to me, he said, um, <clears throat> I'm thinking about taking you first team in the squad. So I was chuffed a bit. So I'm like, yes. And then he, a couple of, about an hour later, he changed. We said, oh, no, I'm going to go with um, Llewellyn because he's already been in the first team. And I'm like, how am I going to get experience if you're going to do that to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So to this day, as a, as a running joke kind of thing, as I say, I'm the best Welsh footballer that's never had a... Con- uh, never had a... <clears throat> never had a, a cap. A cap. Yeah. yeah. A, I've got, I've got to agree with you. Thing, I'm still biting my biting my lip while I'm saying it. You know, it's it, you. You would have given the strikers something different. They had Earnshaw and Bellamy, and they would have you would have just given them something different to 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 rotate or just a different option. Yeah, in, in my opinion, I was, anyway. I, I I seem to think I'm a clever player. So in football, you have to work the opponent out, and I I was good at that, but I just couldn't get a game like. I played recently. I played Merthyr Tidville, right? I played just veering off a little bit. I yeah. played Merthyr Tidville in a charity game, and my two of my brothers played. So the one who played, who said I wouldn't win the World, win the Welsh Cup, but then my other brother played. Was he wearing the medal? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But after the game, my brother says to me, "Why are, why are, because they're, they're they're in quite decent league." Mm-hmm. And he's, after the game, he said, Jay, wh- why were they passing every time you run to them, but they weren't passing every time I run to them? I said, Jack, I worked out every player on that pitch, what they're good at. If they're right foot, if they run with the ball, if they do this, do this, because that's what you have to do as you get older. Because I was. And I said to him, I said, I worked out every player on that pitch. And he's, he looked at me, he went, wow, do you, do you really, I mean, really, I said, that's what I have to do because I've got no legs now. <laughs> I've got no legs like I used to have. But and in the same time, that's what you do anyway as a footballer. You, you try and, it's, it's a game of chess. And I worked out every player on that team. Because to this day, he says to me, like, I still can't believe when you, when you run to them, they'll pass in it because they were scared. <laughs> and I said, yeah, run into them at a certain angle that they can't yeah. pass it. Do you know what I mean? You're just running to them. Yeah. To try and get the ball. I know what they're going to do. You've got the footballer's so, brain. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. So they're going to go back. That's true. Yeah. So, so that's what, that's what we're all good at. Learning. Beautiful. Football's about learning. It's not, it's, it's, people just think, some people just think you just want to pitch and play, but you don't, you have to work out. 
if you're playing up against who you're playing up against, what their strengths are. Because if you if I'm a striker and I'm getting smashed from behind all the time, then I'm thinking I'm gonna go short to go long. So I'll tell the midfielder, make sure you think over the top. Don't be playing it short because I'm getting smashed. So I'm gonna come short to go long. But like you say, now in about two hours' time, I'm gonna be thinking, like you say, I'm gonna be thinking, how can I get this ball without running? It's it's just it's, it's, it's what you do as you get older. It's like what you do as you learn. Everything's a learning process. So I'll try and work out the player I'm up against later on. Yeah. To see what, what he's good at. Within five minutes, I'll know straight away. <laughs> so I know I've got... Work. Sorry, I've got, I've got, I've got uh, two or three more questions if you've got enough time yeah, yeah, for me. Is that okay? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, forget Wales. You know, forget that. That was rubbish, well, you, know. you know. You know, uh, in the sense of they should have called you up. Forget the Welsh national team. Yeah. You know, yeah, the football, yeah. the FA. Ooh. Forget the Welsh FA. Because Ooh. I've seen photographic evidence of you playing for the England veteran side <laughs> and winning with the England veteran side. What was all that about? How did that come about? So, with the with the Harrogate, I play for Harrogate Vets, but the manager of Harrogate Vets does the England Vets. So he says, even to this day, he's, he's a bit sheepish when he's asking me, do you want to play for us? So I say, I, I want to go fish a whole fair, which makes me qualify. Because obviously the fish is English. Uh-huh. I can qualify. <laughs> My kids are English as well, so that qualifies as well. But no, it's, uh, it's, so that's what, that's what I, so he, when he asked me, because he, he asked me to be, he actually asked me to be captain. And I said, no, my family will <laughs> me. Back home, my family will disown. They nearly disowned me when I said because I said to my brothers, right? I said to my brothers, I'm playing for Great Britain. <laughs> Great Britain have asked me to, because my brothers are proper patriotic, right? They proper love Wales. That's Wales like Olympic football, Wales. I went, yeah, I went, I'm playing for GB, veterans. <laughs> Anyway, obviously, picture, you've got an English flag, and I. So <laughs> my brother's propped for me up, and he went, Jay, you play for England, not GB. And I went, oh, yeah. And he just put the phone down on me. And I'm like, do you know what I mean? It's like, that's how bad it is, man. That's how passionate the Welsh are. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked, but when you think about it for a couple of seconds, it's your country, isn't it? You kind of, <laughs> you know, you would put the phone down. <laughs> but I'm, I'm yeah. But you probably want to credit if you're skinny. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's thing is I've lived in England since I was 24. Mm-hmm. And then my kids are English. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's it's the one thing I will never do is put a cardio city top on. Right, okay. <laughs> one thing I won't do is put a cardio city top on. That's that's the that's the final straw, that's the line you won't cross. That is yeah, that yeah, yeah. I get that. So, so but, yeah, like I said, I had good times in the the, the English, the Great Britain. Yeah, the Great Britain veterans. side. Yeah, yeah, the Great we were, Britain we veterans. Because uh, we we got some ex pros. Obviously, now it's just full of ex pros. But when I had my first game, it was only a couple of us ex pros. But he's made it. He's made it now where the the full team is ex pros. Myself, 
One minute, you're checking yourself out. Next minute, you're checking out yourself. Calculus when it's hard to breathe. Kicking myself or making myself sleep. It's all over in a heartbeat. Waking up to wood and dust and a new found feeling. I'm a spouse, bit like those gods you talked about. I saw one in my dream last night. It told me to go run and hide. Cause I'll count to eight It's sci-fi What goes on in my mind So much so It's no longer A means of escape Maybe I'm just one of many Waiting to endure The shambles Until it implodes Anything goes in my new Found feeling I'm a spouse Below those guards You talked about I saw one in my dream Last night He told me to go Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.